Today we are starting a new series of study. <laughs> we passed through another series, yes, another series. This is most likely going to be a five-part series um, on, you know, we, we just finished one last week, which, which was a three-part series, which, which was titled Jesus the embodiment of prophecy. And we saw how for hundreds and thousands of years before Jesus came, specific prophecies were said concerning him and he fulfilled everything. So that, that makes him who he says he is. Jesus is who he says he is. And, and going from today, um, in our tribe sessions, for the next five tribe sessions or thereabouts, we will be looking at lessons from Jesus. That is, we will look at his life and we will look at different aspects, five maybe, aspects of his life or the things he did and, and see how we can inculcate that in our lives and um, ingrain that in all that we do so that we can be more like like Jesus. And today is the first part of the um, series, and it is subtitled, Jesus Fasted. Jesus Fasted. Hmm. Um, interestingly, our, fast, our fasting is starting on Monday, the 21st, <laughs> and the children are also excited. Um, on the 21st and um, so this is just to, pr to, to, to get our hearts you know in tune and you know gear us up for what is coming because the Lord is coming um, we're going to take a text from Luke chapter 4 verses 1 and 2 Luke chapter 4 verses 1 and 2 it says then Jesus full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit. In the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days, and, and this is where we are going, Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Jesus ate Nothing. Jesus fasted for 40 days. No food. The Bible did not say Jesus didn't drink anything. So he probably drank water. But he said he ate nothing. So, do you like fasting? <laughs> we want to open the teaching... You know, the um, uh, first question in your outline is, do you like fasting? I saw some people like this, some people say yes. Some people, so, how many people say, yay, I like fasting. Okay, can you give them the mic? Let them tell us. Uh, husband likes fasting, wife doesn't like fasting. Wife was shaking her head. My husband is waving his hand. Okay, let's have the mic. 
Can you keep putting your hands up? I like fasting. Ah, uh, your hands have come down. Okay. Yeah? And there's, there's another hand here. Do you like fasting? Yeah. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, fasting prepares you to commune, to prepare you to <laughs> have a communication with uh, God. That is why he likes fasting. He prepares you to have a communication with God. Spiritual communication with God. Uh-huh. Without fasting, you cannot communicate with God. No, no, but it helps to focus. For me, it helps you to focus. It helps you to focus, okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I'll just tease it. Yes, please. Um. So, yes, I like fasting. Good. Before I met Pastor Femi, maybe not. But um, Uh. for two reasons, and I'll say why. I'll be honest about it. Because I never really tried it until sometime, and he, he said... Um, we're going to coast. And for me, I, for the life of me, I couldn't understand what that meant. And went through it. First three days was crazy. But then after, afterwards, it was easy. And from that time on, because I had to do it for the first time in my life, it became easier. But to answer the question, why do I like fasting? Two reasons. It's easier to connect. It's easier to pray. It's easier to do. It just brings, makes everything easier. I think that. Then the other reason everything is... Spiritual. Everything spiritual. <laughs> everything spiritual easier. Well, things and will not be easier. Okay, <laughs> go on the, anyway. The other reason is physical. I'm not losing weight, no. But I, for some reason, I feel healthier during the fast. Okay, you feel I, healthier. I just feel, yeah, I feel okay. healthy as if my body is in good shape. Okay. During and after the fast. Okay, we shall see now if it will be. So, I don't like fasting. I don't like fasting. There's, there's a hand there, and the, the wife of the man didn't like fasting. Can you give her the mic, please? Yes. <laughs> I really not want to go for a fast, but I do because it's a spiritual exercise. If you have your way. If I have my way, I wouldn't. You wouldn't do it. And, Thank uh, you for being honest. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's not like I'm a food person, but I have an addiction to tea. So anything that will stop me from taking my regular tea. Your regular tea. It's just like you are telling me to just go and die. You know? yeah. so, <laughs> when my daughter told me, oh, mommy, I don't worship you, but I'm always in tribe, and my daughter is here. They say, right. oh, we are starting tribe. I mean, um, very far, God, we do it again. I said, right. we fast for two weeks again. She said, yeah, I said, oh, my God. Three weeks, actually. <laughs> Thank you for being sincere. Okay, I don't want to put you on the spot. If you don't want to speak, it's fine. Um, anybody else, I don't like... Fasting. Okay, the hand there. Good evening. Good, Good evening. Actually, I prefer all night than um, fasting. Night vigil to fasting. <laughs> they say that three night vigils equals one fast. <laughs> yes, Orthodox churches believe that if you do three uh, more night vigils, it covers. Okay, three days of fasting. Yes. Mm. I'm, I'm yet to see that formula. I'm, I know about it. Because I've been told that way back, but the more I read my Bible, I'm yet to see that formula in the Bible. I, so I don't think one can replace the other. Yeah. I think one, both empowers each other, basically. So thank you anyway for, for that. So, so the, the second open question we have here is, this, uh, when is the longest you have fasted? How long is the longest you have fasted? Three days. 
Okay. Um, I've done a hundred days. Hundred days. Okay. That just discourages everybody else from <laughs> from talking. <laughs> the person that, that hates fasting has done a hundred days. I mean, <laughs> what what else do we want to say? Can we go on to the next question? <laughs> Okay, does anybody else have... It's not necessary to trump that, but just to say your own. Um, yeah. Dry fast, seven days. No water, no, nothing, nothing. Nothing, nothing. Seven days. Okay. That may actually be equals to 200 days of, of breaking. <laughs> yeah. 100 days. 100 days, okay. Okay. Um, okay. Um, okay. Again, I won't tell you if I like fasting or not. <laughs> you think you do know, but... And I won't tell you the longest I've fasted because it's not relevant. I just want to hear yours. Is that okay? Question number three. <laughs> do you have testimonies from fasting? Okay, we we'll just want to say one very briefly. One testimony from fasting. There's a, there's a hand there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, mine was back then in TOD. Um, I had um, a tumor, like a growing, um, I don't know what it is, in my tummy and um, on the left side. Okay, so the fasting began and I was there in the hospital. I was in the hospital for three months. Wow. No food, nothing. And then the fasting started. Then I used to be in uh, Pastor Gunusi's um, house fellowship in um, VGC. So I called her up, so she was praying for me. And then um, I told her I would like to be um, for the God to do it again service. And I was like, Bumi, just stay where you are. Don't worry. God will, you know. But I was very lucky. I was, I was discharged on a Thursday, and I was asked to come back, you know, on Tuesday to run the operation. But on Sunday, at the God Will Do It Again service, Pastor just, you know, ministered the word that there, there's someone here that has a tumor on the right side. You know, I've made up my mind I'm going for that operation. Everything has, you know, everything has been set. Okay, so I, I, I just said amen, you know, to, to the prayer. I couldn't walk home. I walked to church, but I couldn't walk home. My younger ones helped me with bike back to the house. And right there, Inside the toilet, the Lord delivered me. As in the pain was so much as if there was a curtain, oh. you know, inside of me. I was screaming and it fell out by itself, Amen. breathing. God, God sorted me out. Amen. You know, I had to call my uncle, I have to call everybody, come and see, come and see, you know. And when I got back to the hospital, um, I just had to go there. I believe, you know, everything has been done. And then the doctor looked at me and like, okay, go and run a scan again. My uncle said, no. Go and do the operation. This girl is losing weight and all that. Say, no, let's just do a scan. And there was nothing found. Mm. Nothing. Nothing. Wow. Nothing. Nothing. And ever since then, it's over six years. Wow. You know, I'm fine. I'm healed. I'm wow. whole. I give God praise. Yes. Freedom. You're the God of awesome I have tasted of your power. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Then a fool will say there is no God. A fool will say, oh, this religion, these people are just being religious. You see, Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. You know, only Jesus can do that. Only God could know that she was in that service. Awesome. It never gets old. Never. Never gets old. Okay, so let's dive into this. Um, the study and discussions. I assume we'll have the outline. To deny the flesh of its natural desires may cause us to be more in tune to hear the voice of the Lord. So, based, I mean, just in line with what he was trying to say, and she was also trying to say, so you, you fill in the blank. If you are new to Tribe, you fill in that blank in your outline, the voice of, of the Lord. So, when we deny the flesh of the natural desires, causes us to be more in tune to hear God's voice. You know, I've, I've, I've heard people say, oh, fasting is not really relevant to the New Testament, that it's in the Old Testament that fasting, you know, people come up with all sorts of crazy theories that um, we in the New Testament, Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. <laughs> you know, you know, and and means we don't have to fast. That is so wrong. Nothing can be further from the truth from that. In fact, Jesus gave a prophecy in Matthew 9 that we are going to fast. In Matthew 9, 14 and 15. Matthew 9, 14 and 15, it says. One day, the disciples of John, this is John the Baptist's disciples, came to Jesus and asked him, why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with their groom? Of course not. He says, but someday, that's the prophecy, someday, the groom will be taken away from them. That is when he, Jesus, goes. And then they will fast. So Jesus says that while he was physically on earth, the disciples didn't need to fast. He was carrying all the heavy weights for them. He was doing all the, you know, you know, heavy lifting. But he said, when he goes, we, they, the Disciples then, and we, the current disciples of Jesus, and all disciples that will join us, will have to fast. So it's, it's, it's a very relevant practice. In, in Matthew 16, 16, Jesus did not say, if you fast. Oh, I think we have a wrong reference. Um, reference. It, it, it's when it says that, if you, if, you go, if, you, if you fast, you go into your closet. You don't, you don't make an open show of your fasting. Jesus did not say if you fast, right? Jesus says when you fast, go into your closet. 
and your father that sees in secret will reward you openly. So it's not a matter of if you fast. It's a question of when you fast. Fasting should be done in humility. Fasting should be done in humility and secrecy. That is humility and secrecy. Fasting should be done in humility and secrecy. Luke 18, 7 to 14. Luke 18, 7 to 14 says, Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not like the other, like other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I am certainly not like that tax collector over there, that one. I fast twice a week. I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift up his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, Oh God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. So, while Jesus says we should fast, Jesus says that when you fast and make a boast of it, it means nothing before God. When your fasting is based on arrogance, it means nothing before God. You have only fasted for 100 days, my sister. Ah, I have fasted. For 1,050 days in a year. How many days are in a year? <laughs> you know, so, so, God doesn't want us to boast. So it doesn't mean we shouldn't fast. It means we shouldn't boast. Same thing when he says, I pay my tithes twice a week. It doesn't mean we shouldn't tithe. It means we shouldn't boast. When we do spiritual things and we are filled with arrogance and pride, then we lose the spiritual value that, he, that God has for us. When we do spiritual things and it's based on my fast is better than your fast. All these people that are breaking at six, we, we are doing straight no food. You are coasting. All through. So when it's time for a praise chain, and we, have, and, 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 and we finish the praise chain, and people that are breaking at six, enter one corner and they are working their food, you look at them, uh, look at this. The natural people. We are the spiritual people. We are the ones that are coasting. 
God says you are beginning to have pride and you are going to have problem with your reward. That's probably why some of us struggle with answer to prayers. Because we have spiritual pride. Jesus is saying to you and I, fasting should be done in humility and in secrecy. In Matthew 16, 16 to 18, in Matthew 6, right? It's not 16, it's 6. Matthew 6, 16 to 18, it says, as it comes up, Now, <laughs> moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, <laughs> that they may appear unto men to fast. It says, verily, I say unto you, they already have their, they already have their reward. It says, but you... When thou fastest, anoint your head, wash your face, that you appear not unto men to fast, but unto your Father which is in secret. And your Father which sees in secret will reward you openly. So God is saying, when you fast and you make a show of your fast, when you fast, you squeeze your face. They, you get to the office, you are cranky. You're like, don't you people know somebody is fasting in this place? <laughs> they say, oh, how come you look so... I say, well, it's that time of the month again, you know. We are, we are fasting. Look, look. When you advertise fasting, God says, well done. You already have your reward. And what's the reward? People will look, you, look at you as what? Spiritual. Hey, hey, you, that's your reward. Enjoy it. I'm, I'm, that's not my reward. I'm sure that's not your reward. That's not what you're looking for when you're fasting, is it? So he says, when you fast and you, you still are doing life normally, it takes more from you, but you are cheerful. You, you, you still um, go to work, put in a lot of energy. God says, he that sees in secret will now reward you openly. What's the open reward? Answers to prayers. What you are asking God for becomes manifest to all to see. Praise the name of the Lord. And that's so important in this time and age where people are fasting and they are tweeting. I've just started a 21 day personal fast.
please retweet if you are supporting me in this fast. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. You know, the word of God says it, 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 we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that. So, that begs the question of what if the fast is, is a corporate fast? You know? And people know, yes, there is a place for both the corporate or group fast, that's the next um, item, and the individual or personal fast. So, there is actually a place for the corporate fast, the group fast, and the personal individual fast. When you are doing a corporate fast, the people that are in that community already know you are fasting, right? So that is not showing off. That cannot be showing off. When you're doing a personal fast, it's between you and God. So, you shouldn't come to the office and advertise it. They're buying lunch. You see, I'm on the mountain. <laughs> Where is that? Oh, you're right here in front of me. You know I am uh, fasting. The corporate fast example in Joel chapter 2, verse 15 to 16, the word of God says in Joel 2, 15 to 16, blow the rams on in Jerusalem. Announce a time of fasting. Call the people together for a solemn meeting. Gather all the people, the elders, the children. Children are going to join us in our fast. This coming fast. Do I get an amen? <clears throat> and even the... It's in your Bible, but it's not every time, though. It's every time. But this time, we'll exempt babies. <laughs> but in, this, in their time, even the babies. But this next past, the children are going to join us. They're excited. Children are excited. They're spiritual children. We'll tell you their own kind of fast. <laughs> it will be costing. Call the bridegroom from the quarters and the bride from her private room. No honeymoon. In that, in that their own kind of fasting, it says. <laughs> so there's a public fast. And there's a, there's a private fast, and that is um, personal fast. Look to... 36 to 37 says, Anna the prophet, who was also there in the temple, she was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. Her husband died when she had been married just seven years. Then she lived as a widow to the age of 84. See, people. People think, oh, um, um, I'm young. Oh, I just lost a spouse. So the next thing is to look for the next spouse. What about dedicating your life to Jesus for the rest of your life? Praise the name of the Lord. 
And she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple. She stayed there day and night, worshipping God with fasting and prayer. Fasting and prayer. And that was personal, personal fast. <sighs> Praise the Lord. We see that Psalm 35 verse 13 says, I chastened myself with fasting. Don't just bring it up, you know, because of time. So we see that when you have a corporate fast, you go by the, by the rules of the corporate fast. When you have a personal fast, you go by the leading of the Holy Spirit from before you started fasting. Should I say that again? When you are doing a corporate fast, you go by the guidance of the leadership of the corporate, of the community. When you are doing a personal fast, you go by the leading of the Holy Spirit before your fast started. So, what do I mean? Let me start with that. Holy Spirit says, you are going seven days, no food, no water. I say, yes, I'm going to do it. I trust you. God just spoke to me. God spoke to me. The Holy Ghost spoke to me. Seven days, no food, no water. Day three. Your eyes are shining. You're like, <laughs> did God really say seven days, <laughs> no food, no water? Day four, you're like, ah, we're in the New Testament. <laughs> I'm not the one like Jesus. Then you negotiate the past. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Once the Holy Ghost have spoken at the beginning, you stick to it to the end. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. And with the corporate fast, you go with the community. So, if, and we have our different fastings and all that stuff. Um, if you have any questions at the end, we'll take questions. Again, it is only fasting that is done with the right motive of glorifying God is spiritually effective. It is only fasting that is done with the right motive of glorifying God is, that is spiritually effective. That is spiritually effective. Joel 2, 12 and 13 says, That is why the Lord says, Turn to me now while there is time. Give me your heart. Come with fasting and weeping and mourning. Don't tear your garments. Don't rend your garments. Don't tear your clothing in grief. But tear your heart instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassion, slow to anger, and filled with unfailing love, mercy, is eager to relent and not to punish. So, rend your garments, rend your heart, not your garment. That's the proper way to fast. And the other scriptures in um, Zechariah and Matthew, you can read that when you get home. So, while there is, or there are, tremendous benefits of fasting, 
You see, we have to remember that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we are commanded to take care of our bodies. Yes, God is saying there's a place for fasting, both personal and corporate. But don't damage your body. Don't damage yourself. Don't be irresponsible because you say you're fasting. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 says to us that don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself for God bought you with a price so you must honor God with your body. So it is, it is destructive to the body not to fast correctly, for instance. You must know how to fast properly. For instance, if you are coasting and all you are drinking is Coke and soft drinks, you are actually damaging yourself in a very strange way. If you are coasting, you should stay away from soft drink. Stay away. Okay, maybe once in three weeks. <laughs> because when you do, you are, you are being spiritually responsible. You are damaging your body. When you load, you, 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 you are making a beverage and you put five cubes of sugar in it. You are damaging your body. That's just what it is. <laughs> because fasting itself, hmm, <laughs> it's demanding on the body. We are going to see some benefits, physical benefits of fasting, to show you that fasting is beneficial, both spiritually and physically. But you see, when it is not done properly, or it's done too prolonged, and the body is not giving a break, it actually damages the body. I'm telling you a story of um, my children spiritually. <laughs> you know, they were trusting God for the fruit of the womb. And at a God regain service, I felt God saying to me that they should not fast. And I actually forgot. Because I was, so many things were happening. So that GWDIA passed, and I felt, oh, I, I'm sorry, I forgot. So the next GWDIA, I called both of them to the house. They've been waiting for the fruit of the womb for at least five years. Called both of them to the house with my wife, and I said to them, we are about to start fasting. But thus says the Lord, don't fast. If you see, they almost fought me. <laughs> They're like, 
We have things we are trusting God for. Pastor, we need to... I say, uh-uh, uh-uh. Listen. They're like, but how do we break the back of this thing? Some, this kind doesn't go but by fasting and... You're quoting the Bible to me. That's if I didn't know the scripture. <laughs> you know, I said, mm-mm. You know what the Holy Spirit said to me? That physical life sometimes have to die for spiritual life to be born. Both of them, they fast a lot. So, without going to the details, we all know what we are talking about. The children, their ears are like this. So, I would so physical life was going this way for both of them. Even though they were very anointed and spiritual life were, was going like this. That GWDIA, they didn't fast. That month, the lady conceived. That same month. They have two children now. Is it three, Seth? I don't know. I, 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 I need to think well to count. <laughs> but the point is this. We should not be spiritually responsible. You cannot be more spiritual than the Holy Spirit. Can you? Holy Ghost says don't fast. So, what do you do? The Holy Ghost has not told you not to fast. <laughs> You are going to fast. <laughs> you are going to fast. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> he goes, ah, pastor gave you a word today at trial. He said, Holy Ghost says, no, 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 no not you. You will fast. <laughs> so fasting is an extremely valuable and important activity. But fasting doesn't make God a vending machine. Fasting is extremely valuable and important, but doesn't make God a vending machine. Fasting doesn't make God a vending machine. 1 Samuel 5.22, 15.22, sorry, says, But Samuel replied, What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? What is more pleasing? Listen, obedience is better than, than sacrifice. And submission, everybody say submission, is better than offering the fat rams. Fasting is the sacrifice. Do you know that? It's the sacrifice. It's spiritual sacrifice. God is saying, to, obedience is better than sacrifice. To obey God is better than fasting to please God or to get what you think God wants to give you. God says, you need to obey me. It's more important. In 2 Samuel 12, you can read it when you get on 15 to 23. It's the story of David. When he slept with Bathsheba, she got pregnant. 
had a baby for him. David loved Bathsheba, loved the baby. And God said, I'm going to deal with you. This baby, I'm going to take this baby. And David fasted and prayed, poured ashes on his head, sat on the floor, refused to go into his house. For days, how long? I don't remember. And God still took the baby. God still took the baby. You know, some things, when God says don't do, it's better not to do. Because if you gather all the prayer warriors to fast, nothing, nothing. Obedience is better than the sacrifice. So David's son died anyway. You know, even though God still compensated him with someone, you know, God is just amazing. <laughs> God is just totally amazing. You know, if we use one hand and twerk, I use the other hand and yeah, come here, <laughs> take this one. Now, there are benefits, huge benefits of fasting, spiritual, obviously. And they, however, there are a lot of physical benefits of fasting. Which some of, some of us know, some of us really just think we know. But I'm going to run through 10 of the physical benefits of intermittent fasting. And this is from some um, site called authoritynutrition.com. And a lot of health sites have all these lists. Um, Number one, intermittent fasting changes the function of cells, genes, and hormones. Intermittent fasting changes the function of cells, genes, and hormones. So basically, what that means is that when you fast, insulin level drops. Insulin level drops and human growth hormone increases. Your cells also initiate important cellular repair processes and changes which genes they express. I mean, that's, that's B. Just by fasting. Number two, intermittent fasting can help you lose weight and belly fat. That's a huge revelation, isn't it? So, intermittent fasting helps you eat fewer calories while boosting your metabolism slightly. It's very effective too, very effective too, to lose weight and belly fat. You know, <laughs> I was, I was um, um, speaking to some of my friends, and, you know, a lot of them have pot bellies, you know, and all that. So, they you know, one of them tried to say, I'm sure you have pot belly somewhere. So he, he, he put, and he said, ah, there's nothing. I said, so how do you do these things? So I said, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not really very difficult. He says, hey, he's interested. So I said, okay, you fast 
like this, you fast like this, you fast like this. I said, if you do this thing, you can eat any food you want to eat on earth. You still will not have body, belly fat. I eat anything. I don't watch what I eat. Bring a camel. I will work it. Bring a dikaiko. Bring a... What are the fattening foods again? Apple. I'm chopping everything. So when I still told him, he says, ah, even if there is one, where will he stay? <laughs> you know, because... Someone says to me, I've heard it before. In fact, someone that is very strong, I mean, senior Christian, he said to me, he said not to me, to, to a group of people, that when you fast, that's when his pot belly comes out the more. <laughs> there is no way you do the kind of fast that we do. That consistently, I'm not saying you did it once and you stop. Consistently, bye bye to pot belly. The name of Jesus. <laughs> it's, it can't stay. Because your body will take everything there to survive. That's how it works. So, if you, let's say you are breaking at six. You are breaking at six, that's what you are doing. Then you, you, you fast. And at six, you eat then you rest. Once it's ten, you, you eat three times before you sleep. You, eat, you finish all your three cups. <laughs> then, 15 minutes to 12. Your, your wife knows the routine. She can't miss it. 15 minutes. She must bring the pepper soup. Then you, you work it. Then you go to sleep. Your metabolism drops. Then what happens? The fat, everything is stored. So that is why it's possible to fast and still be fat. But if you are coasting, you take only thin fluid. Only. No coke. No soft drink. You take water only when you need to. At the end of 21 days, I kid you not. You'll be giving glory to God. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, number... Three, intermittent fasting can reduce insulin resistance, lower your risk of type 2 diabetes. Number four, intermittent fasting can reduce oxidative stress and inflammation in the body. So studies show that intermittent fasting can reduce oxidative damage and inflammation in the body. This should have benefits against aging this and development of numerous 
diseases. Number five, intermittent fasting may be beneficial for heart health, obviously, when there are no uh, clogs, cholesterol seems to clog your arteries and all that stuff. Um, number six, intermittent fasting induces various cellular repair processes. Number seven, okay, let me slow down. Six, it induces various cellular repair processes. Seven, intermittent fasting, they say, may help cure or rather prevent cancer. Number eight, they say fasting is good for your brain. You should be excited about that. So intermittent fasting may have important benefits for brain health. It increases growth of new neurons and protects the brain from damage. Intermittent fasting may help prevent Alzheimer's disease. Studies suggest that intermittent fasting is protective against neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's disease. Ten, intermittent fasting may extend your lifespan. Obviously, if you have all these things, that is lifespan extending. Okay. So we see all these benefits and come Monday, if a voice tells you not to fast, you know it's the devil. <laughs> come Monday, if a voice tells you to doctor the fast, you just know that, ah, get it behind me, Satan. When should I fast? I'm going to go very quickly because I want to round up now. When should I fast? We fast during the ordinations of ministers, pastors, deacons, ministers of the gospel. You see that in Acts 13, 3, Acts 14, 23. If you can just, don't show the scriptures, show the, um, show the, uh, the, the text, the filling the banks of the text. They already have the scriptures, so they will... Um, Read the scriptures when they get home. Ordinations of ministers, that's the first. Secondly, did, did you get that? <clears throat> it's very useful for intercession. Intercession. You see that in Ezra 10, 6 and Daniel 9, 3 to 4. For intercession. Number, next, when should I fast? To humble and chasten myself. To humble and chasten oneself. Sometimes you, you just know that you are becoming too carnal. It's not yet time for GWDIA. The fast is still way ahead. But your carnality has risen to an astronomical level. We see that in Psalm 69 verse 10a, that you can test in and humble yourself through fasting. Next, for repentance, 
and confession of sins. You see that in Nehemiah 9, 1 to 3. Also Psalm 51, 1 to the end. For repentance and, and, and confession of sin. Sins. When should I fast? For seeking the Lord and his way. For seeking God's face. For seeking the Lord and his way. For seeking God's face. For seeking God's face. Next, when should I fast? For receiving healing. Isaiah 58 verse 8. For receiving healing. So shall your health break forth like the dawn. Says Isaiah 58 verse 8. Next, for petitioning God to withhold his hand of judgment. You can see that God is dealing with someone. It could be a family member. It could be your friend. You can go and fast and seek God. We see that Deuteronomy 9, 18 and 25. And God will withhold his hands. When should I fast? In preparation to receive a word from God. GWDIA. We need a word from God. Thank you. In preparation to receive a word from God. When should I fast? For spiritual deliverance. You notice the spiritual pattern you don't like. The spiritual interference. Mark 9.29 says there are some kind that does not go but by prayer and and fasting. Why should I fast? Number 10. For seeking protection. Ezra 8, 21 to 23. Do we have any questions? Is the hand there? No, no hand there, okay. So, keep the hands up until you get the mic, please. Yes. Good evening, sir. Yes, sir. Um, my question is from... Um the, uh, the part talked about um, fasting for cooperating ourselves. Right. Um, for some of us, when we, when we fast, we don't need to tell people because after a while, we will begin to va vanish physically. And I've had, I struggle with it a lot because I tend to lose a whole lot of weight. And now it's not for the corporates, for the corporates, anybody that bothers me about what I look like is still not ready. But I, I tend to get a lot of um, consent from family members, friends, on the way I look. And I, to date, don't really have an appropriate response because they get really, really worried um, about <laughs> how I look. So I don't know if you have maybe some tips on what, I mean, 
what to say or how to go about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I used to be like that, you know, to the point that my mom called a family meeting. I said, this boy, I, I got born again before you. Let me born you. I am saying stop fasting now. I said to her, it's not going to happen. That was when she told me, one night vigil. You know how to do night vigil? I said, yes. I said, do one night vigil. It's equal to three days of fasting. <laughs> she tried all sorts of things. Um, what I've discovered is that if you pray 30 minutes every day, you will get more mileage spiritually than praying eight hours on Saturday alone. So, because spiritual journey is a marathon, so what I've discovered is I, rather than having, I live like, I live a fasted life, so to speak. <laughs> so, um, Yes, we have seasons like GWDIA that is intense and all that and all that. But because of, I am not too far off from, I'm not losing 20 kg in two weeks, you know. It, it's, 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 people have come to accept my stature for what it is to speak. I, I mean, you know they used to call me, I've told you before, they used to call me Odeku. You know what Odeku means? Like Orobo, you know? When I was younger, I was very chubby. I was a chubby one, rolling up and down. I mean, can you even picture that now? <laughs> you can't, you know? So, they've come to accept. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not an aberration. However, um, it will still show and there's nothing you can do about it really. <laughs> you know uh, um, you know the Bible says that though the outer man perishes but that's the scripture I always used to respond to them the inner man is renewed day by day doesn't matter something more than gold something more than gold Spirit of God in the heart of man is something more than You see, because at the end of the day, no one can deny the results. Do you understand? So, the problem will come is that, the problem will come, <clears throat> okay, let's say, <clears throat> um, um, you, I, I, I've shared before when, I said to my wife when she was working, um, we're still cutting at the time, you know, and, and she, we're talking on the phone and I heard somebody's voice in the background and, you know, that's how kind of the Holy Spirit does with, with me. It's like a download. I just get a download of stuff about the person. So I just know things about the person. So I said to her, this person is like this, this person is like this, this person is like this, you know, and... She did find it funny. You are so judgmental. You've never met this person. I'm, like, I'm not judging. You are da, 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 da. I said, okay. So I backed down. 
Now, she, was, she lost the job because of this person. Everything I said happened. Everything. So, when I said to her now, this person, what happens? She listens. So, when, let's focus on results and not just looking emaciated. If, yeah, if you, if, if I can't, if I said to her stuff before and it doesn't happen, what will happen when I say to her today stuff? Hi, the one you said yesterday, what happened? Do you understand? We have to get results. So, I know, I know your mom very well. I know, I know what she's thinking, she be putting you through. <laughs> My mom. However, you know, you know, lay your hands on your mommy, she gets healed. You say to her, you see, mommy, she say, okay, okay, be fasting, but she will now say, but. So, just ignore it. Does that help? Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, um, I have a comment and then um, a question. I'll start with the question on secrecy. Mm-hmm. Okay, when I used to stay with, you know, my friend, sometimes I want to be on a fast. And right. The time I'm fasting for the whole week, that's when she's bringing pizza, <laughs> cake, <laughs> and all that. And there were times where I fall for it, of course, you know. And then I go back to God and he says, I like, but I'm fasting and she keeps bringing these things, you know. And <laughs> I got to a point where I, I heard, did you tell her you're fasting? I'm like, but this is supposed to be secret now, you know. I'm like, okay, if it's okay to tell her, then it's fine. So I, I got to the point where I have to say, okay, I'm fasting. So don't bring for two or don't even bring at all. Just, you know. So I don't know if that's okay to tell someone that it's Close that you're fasting, you know, trying to, I'm trying to get that. Okay, so that's a question. Yeah, that's one. Then the other one on um, humility, and then the group thing, I'm going to put it all together. You know, the last fast, I testified about having a different experience during the last fast. Uh It was actually better from when the fast was about to start, and then you're people saying, ah, we're not seeing a coast, you go coast now, you know, and all that. And I felt very vulnerable. Right. So I had to go to God and pray about it. I'm like, this one, everybody don't know what I want to do. Uh-huh. And I really don't like it. You know, so I, I actually asked for a different experience. I don't want it to be that, hey, take that coast. I want something really different. And right. It really worked for me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, so um, what you have said, though, is um, kindergarten stuff, which means if, if God says you should tell your um, roommate or your, someone you are living with not to bring stuff so that your fasting will be easier it's kindergarten stuff you are in kindergarten but it's fine it's fine it's fine so it's possible that God will tell you to do that but you see there's a higher level and that higher level is that you look at pizza and it has no power over you <laughs> that's the higher level yeah, that's the higher level. You, because you cannot control everything. You can't control everything. What if you go to work and, and, and 
Every, everywhere, that's why they declare surplus. You know, things are just sent in. What do you do? You tell them, I am fasting, you people should not bring anything here. You can't do that. Do you understand? So, yeah, it may work. It's kindergarten, it may work. But what you should trust God for is, doesn't mean anything to you. Do you understand? Okay. Um, next question would be the corporate fast. That was like a statement, though. What, is there a question in there? Pardon me? It's one it's a question, it actually. A question, I was saying yeah. the way I felt vulnerable because everybody knew I was going to coast. No, it shouldn't, it shouldn't bother you I, because it really shouldn't bother you. You know, <clears throat> let, me, let, me, let me just explain why it shouldn't bother you. It's, it was in the same community, right? Right? Yes. There are different types of fasts, right? They kind of knew you were going to coast and they're saying you were going to coast. Just ignore it. And focus and do what what you are doing. Just ignore it. There are also times that maybe you'll be breaking and people think you are hosting. What do you want to do? Quiet. <laughs> you think it's... That keep quiet. You keep quiet. That they think I'm spiritual. Can you see? Can you see where the problem is? <laughs> so, 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 I mean, it's a good thing that you're honest. So, your flesh is still very strong and very active. You know, that is what it means. You have to, that's what means, it's, praise, criticism must mean nothing to you. Men praise you, it should mean nothing. Men criticize you, it should mean nothing. It's, 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 it is, many times we, we patch for praises. We patch for compliments. You see, be careful when you are patching for praises and compliments because what if you get criticism? And that's what makes a lot of people sad and, and all that. Same thing, when things aren't going well, you have done all you can do, but things aren't going well, be careful not to blame yourself. Not to beat yourself when things aren't going Particularly things of God. But things generally in your life, because everything in your life is of God. God is interested at this. Why? Because when things are going well, you'll be tempted to take the credit. Yes, you'll be tempted to take the credit. When things are going well, you'll be tempted to feel cool, to feel, you know, we know what to do. So if you beat yourself when things are not going well, you'll be tempted to take the credit when things are going well. It would be unfair if you don't, if you beat yourself when things are not going well, then you don't take the credit when things are going well. So what, was it, what am I saying? I'm saying whether things are going well or not going well, your life is for God's glory. And your story will end in his glory. So that when things begin to go well, you know it is to his glory. When they are not going well, you still know it's to what? It's to his glory. You don't go and hide in one corner. Oh, I don't want to come to church. Oh, I don't want to see me. I'm the only one still working. 
Everybody's driving a new car. Oh, I'm the only one not married. Everybody has a ring in their hand. Oh, I'm the only one still trusting God for children. Everybody has triplets. You know, all sorts of things. But when you know that it's not about you, your life is about Jesus, it will not matter. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So let's give God a big hand. Okay, so let's take one more and, and we'll, we'll be on our way. Yes. Okay, two more. Husband and wife, put it together. Okay, let's have it. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Um, my question and comment is on secrecy. I think what Tega was trying to say on the first question was that should she tell her friend that she was fasting? That's why she wasn't eating the pizza. No. Okay, so that's that was not what she was trying to say. That was what you are trying to say. <laughs> so, was that what you were trying to say? It was together. It was a part of what you were trying to say. Okay, fine. So for me, that secrecy is a big deal. I, right. hold, I hold it very high esteem. Right. So um, I don't like people asking me if I'm fasting. And I've gone through a fast before, even in church, while my head of department wasn't sure if I was fasting because they right. wanted to talk about it and I choose not to, not to have that discussion. Okay. So my question is, I mean, can we hold it totally from, even in corporate fast, where people in church might know, but in the office, I mean, we should try as much as possible that nobody knows. That yeah, absolutely. That's all, we have, that's all we have said here. So when they yeah. ask, yeah. some people now be bold enough and say, are you fasting? Why are you not eating for the past one week? How is it your business? <laughs> that's that's, that's going to be my response. How is your business? We we'll laugh about it. We we'll laugh over it. And everybody moves on. Yeah? Praise God. Okay, so we'll take the final question. Praise God. Hallelujah. Sir, I, I want to say that I've had instances where I had to tell people that I'm fasting. You know, um, and um, one was when we were in Indonesia, and every Sunday we would have love feast. And then the first Sunday I wasn't eating. The second Sunday there was nothing again. And then obviously I'd lost a lot of weight. And the house fellowship leader came. And so eventually I had to tell her. Of course. There's nothing wrong with that. No. And it happened twice. For her, she had never fasted in her life. And that sort of liberated her because she said, okay, when next you are fasting, can I join you? Absolutely. And she did. There were two of them like that. Absolutely. So there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, your fellowship leader wants to know if you are fasting. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, there goes that same thing. It shouldn't matter whether they know or not. It's irrelevant. It is your heart that is the most important thing. Are you, are you, are you, are you milking from the fact that they know? And does it add to your spring? You are bouncing now. We are spiritual. We are the spiritual ones. God says you already have your reward. That's, that's where the problem is. The problem is not whether we know or not. We have to be dead to praise and to criticism. Okay. Thank you very much. Let's burn our hearts. Okay, before we burn our Okay, let's burn our hearts for the Lord Jesus, for his word and his, his kindness towards us. And our commitments, before we burn our hearts and pray, Today, I commit to giving myself to proper and effective fasting and, and seeking God's face. Today, I commit to giving myself to proper and effective fasting and seeking God's face. 
Let's bow our hearts and bow our heads and let us talk to God about what we have heard. I mean, I, I, you may be here and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Or you, or you used to be born again, but you're backsliding. You want to come back to God. You want to experience fasting again. The time of refreshing that comes from the presence of God. You want to experience it again. I want to pray with you. You're saying, Pastor, can you pray with me? Yes. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to recommit my life to Jesus. You don't need to come forward. Wherever you are seated, I'll pray with you. Wherever you are seated, put up your hands down over your head. I know you are there and I'll pray with you. Quickly, you are putting it up, put it up well over your head. Shoot it up, shoot, shoot the hands up. Not to be ashamed about, put it up. Not on your head, over your head. And we'll pray together. Every one of us, let's talk to God about what we have heard. And let's just open our hearts to Him and say, Thank you for teaching me your word. I recommit to seeking you. I recommit to knowing you. I recommit to loving you. Father, we thank you. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you.